Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. But as we well know, age brings its challenges, and some of them are so big they can seem insurmountable. Caring for an aging parent, especially one with a debilitating disease, can be daunting, But what if you are that aging parent? That adds a whole new dimension to the equation. And my guests today, Kim and Mike Barnes, are addressing that very challenge. They've created an online community, Parenting Aging Parents, to reach adult children struggling to provide support and caregiving for their relatives. This topic is so important, and most of us are going to have to deal with it at one point or another in our lives. So I appreciate them coming on the show, and I can't wait to get started. Welcome, Kim, and welcome, Mike. Thank you for having us. It's good to be here. Well, I'd like to start out by, uh, again, saying I think the support and the guidance you are offering is critical to, you know, our adult children who may find themselves having to deal with, you know, us and our various illnesses, et cetera, uh, because they've got careers and families of their own, and I'm sure that sandwich uh, expression is true. So tell us a little bit about your online community and what led you to start it. And either one or both of you, I'll let you run with it. (laughs) <laughs> well, my mom has Alzheimer's, and as you know, Alzheimer's is not an overnight thing. She's had it for about 10 years, and as it got worse and worse, we, my sister and I talked to my dad about they need to move. My mom and dad need to move from living in a house to moving to independent living, and then as mom's Alzheimer's got worse and worse, we talked to my dad about how mom's going to have to go to memory care because taking care of her even, even in independent living is dragging her down, but it's dragging you down. So about three years ago, my sister and I went and looked at memory care places near the independent living place where they lived, and we felt very prepared because we talked to my dad about finances. We knew what he could afford. We had talked about wills and powers of attorney. We had had copies for years, and we felt very prepared. And we go into the very first place to look at, and we realized we were so overwhelmed because we had no idea what to ask, no idea what to look for, didn't know what the red flags could be. And I came home from that and talked to Kim. I said, I really felt as prepared as we thought we were to feel that overwhelmed, but most people feel really overwhelmed. So maybe we should start some type of support group. And and at the time, I thought, wow, I don't know if that sounds like fun stuff to talk about, to be totally honest. Uh, But we, I had been doing more and more to help my mom who is single. And so I thought, okay, that's kind of interesting. Maybe, maybe we should think about that. And frankly, during COVID, we were actually really busy with our, with our um, other business. And so we kind of put it on the back burner. And then one, when the, the tipping point, I think was when they actually moved Mike's mom to memory care. He posted something on social media, and what I noticed that, in addition to, of course, there being a lot of empathy, was the number of people who actually expressed, oh, my gosh, I'm right there with you, or I've already done that, or I know it's coming. And not just with dementia or Alzheimer's, but just in general, that that caring. And so I, I looked at him, and I said, okay, you're right. What should we do? And so we just thought, let's start this free private Facebook group and just see if others are interested in talking about it. Because from what, what I had sort of also observed is that nobody talks about it. And, you know, I found out one of my close friends, mom had been diagnosed with Parkinson's and she hadn't told me because it's not necessarily something you call your friend to say like, oh, hey, how's it going? How are your kids? Oh, and by the way, you know, and so I just realized yeah. that if we don't talk about it, we can't help each other. 
Well, I, I mean, I have checked out your website, and it is filled with lots of, it's rich with information. You've got, you know, various uh, links to videos and things like that on there. But uh, I, in my personal history, and we had a chance to chat a little bit before we went on air, but I was alone caring for both my older parents. I, the word elderly when you're up there, doesn't. I, it's hard to express that from my lips. So mm-hmm. my older parents, but uh, I don't want my daughter to have to deal with as much as I did. So can you give us just a couple of, I know it's a, it, you know, it's a rich and deep topic, but uh, you know, maybe a couple of tips or something that our children could, could grab onto uh, to provide self-care for themselves as well as doing things for their parents. Well, I think so much of it is is being aware and being, you know, the more you can be prepared for what are the conversations that I need to have had with my parents or that I need to still have with my parents. Because the more you've talked about, you know, where would they like to live if all things are equal and, and, and you know, there's – and what are they open to if things uh, deteriorate perhaps? You know, what can they afford? Do they have all the legal stuff? Because a lot of that, I think, is – as our parents are living their lives and we're as young adults and then getting, you know, becoming um, a, a parent ourselves, potentially, you know, we're just kind of living our own lives and they're, they've been super independent. Like my mom was very independent, took care of everything. And so I, you know, it wasn't until sort of I needed to that I thought, oh gosh, I think we have all that stuff, do we? You know, because you want to make sure that you've asked those questions before you actually really need to and before it's in some sort of in reaction to something like a crisis where then it's, then it's not a good time to be asking, Oh, by the, by the way, do we have a power of attorney somewhere? <laughs> you know, you want to make sure that those yeah. conversations have happened. And I think it's also made us be more proactive with being prepared for our children as well, because we've seen some of the you know, situations in our Facebook group about families that don't know if their parents have wills or they don't want to talk about it. And when you can have those conversations early and even with our you know children who are in their 20s it's good for us to for them to know that hey we're we're prepared and here are where these things are but also then do we still need to have those conversations with our parents if we haven't already yeah mike do you have anything to add to that or Uh, you know to, to me one of the biggest things is that every family has a different personality we all have different dynamics so it's hard to, to look at one family and say, oh, I need to be exactly like them because they seem to have everything all set. But they have different relationships and different financial and medical problems and, and situations. So the, the, the biggest thing I've learned, I think, as, as we've dealt with things with, with, with both of my parents, my mom and her Alzheimer's, is that you can't take it personally. Do, do not take it personally yeah. because the way things the way things happen, you know, when when mom gets mad because she realizes she's in memory care, or when you get worried about mom because she's asking about where dad is and is he still alive? It's like yes, you just saw him yesterday. Wow, I can't believe it. you you can't take it personally because so many times it's the, the disease talking or it's the the condition or whatever the problem might be. In this case, Alzheimer's. So. Don't take it personally so that you don't get overburdened by that. That is a really great point. I mean, both of you have brought up wonderful aspects, you know, for the providers. But I have to say, you know, again, I am of a certain age, and I started this uh, (laughs) podcast back in 2008, so I'm way on the feisty side of 50 now, and so are my friends. And I was, uh, you know, many of my friends, and I talk about it, initiating the kind of conversations you're discussing 
is sometimes mm. more difficult for the children. I, you know, like they don't want to think about us, you know, buying the farm or whatever euphemism I want to use for crossing over. Uh, you know, so sometimes do you have any do you have any ideas about how we as as parents can maybe start that conversation? And I know I'm kind of throwing this at you, but those conversations are so critical and important. Well, and truly, I think the fact that I love that you're talking about that and talking about with that with your friends, because truly, that is the biggest gift we can give to our children is making sure that they know where everything is, that they, that, that we know that we've thought through where would I potentially like to live and, and what are the plans and, and what do they need to know? And, and I think, you know, Mike's dad started giving them financial statements, you know, way, 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 way long ago. Um, and so I think that just having an idea of that. So I think as the parent, as the older adult, it in some ways maybe is easier to say, hey, kids, I know that you know, nothing is imminent, but I just want you to know that I've got all this stuff figured out. I have all this lined up. I have the legal documents, all of this, and I want you to know where they are in case we need them. I think you also have to realize that, that just because you act out in a certain way as a, as a parent, you can change. You don't have to have that same personality and think that, oh, I'm the father. I have to act a certain way or anything like that. I like to joke about the fact that my dad, he was an accountant and was very, 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 I can't say the word very enough, private about money all of my life. As I was growing up, I had no idea how much money he made. I had no idea how much money we had in the bank. I had no idea about anything other than that we were able to live okay. And as he got older and as I got older, telling me more more about money and now as i mentioned you know about moving my mom into memory care he sends my my sister and me usually quarterly statements showing where all of his money is to the penny just in case and basically what i'm saying is that is that people can change so don't feel like well i've always acted like this with my kids so i need to keep acting that way you can change mm-hmm. and do things accordingly for what's the best thing for them and also for you yeah, I really like that. And then it, and it too, it's it, it, it's a growing experience or it's a learning experience for both sides because uh, I remember, you know, especially as a as a you know a daughter dealing with my father, I wanted to help, but I didn't want to make him feel diminished in any way, you know. So I, you know, but but it would be frustrating. Like he drove too long, you know. And then my friends say, "Well, just go take the car keys away." Easier said than done, mm-hmm. you know. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and, and uh, then as a parent, I don't necessarily want my daughter to tell me what to do either. So right. it's it's it's. I think this Facebook group you have is so important. I really do. Just kind of sharing back and forth. So do a lot of these types of discussions come up? You cover these kinds of things. Oh yes. I mean, it is everything from my. You know, I'm trying to find out from my parents about their. Do they have all the legal stuff and they don't want to talk about it? So what do I do? To my mom is, you know, we were we were at a restaurant and she acted like she hadn't already eaten the enchilada. Wondered why hers hadn't gotten there yet, even though she had already eaten it. So do you point out that she oh. forgot that she already ate it, or do you just give her another one? You know, so there are so many um, questions and and discussions just because I think we all want to do the right thing and we all want to be the best children we can. But I also think, just to jump off what you had said before, I think the biggest challenge that I, that I think is that we overlook is that 
either as the older adult as, or as the adult child, we've never done this stage yet or before. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, just like when we, we, we become a new parent, we're trying to learn all of that. I think that as we get older, our roles shift and change, and we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace as we kind of fumble through it, if you will, with our older parents, because they've never, they've never been the older parent before, in this case, needing potentially some care or, or help. And we've never been the adult child who hasn't been able to always just depend on our parents to tell us what to do or give us advice. And so it's, it's that role shifting, if you will, and giving ourselves a little bit of grace because it is new for both of us to be in this situation. And Kim compared it to when you have your, your babies. And when we had our first baby back in 1997, for the most part, we had no idea what we were doing. You know, Kim knew how to change a diaper and I learned, but otherwise this is new to us. We're, tr- we're trying to figure it out along the way, but we had so many people who gave us advice, neighbors, friends, coworkers, relatives, everyone has advice about how to take care of a baby, whether it's them having gas or them trying to walk or turning over, you know, everything about a baby. Everyone has advice for you because it's good news. It's something that's fun that you celebrate every time there's something great about the baby getting older and, and maturing and, and getting better. But when it's your aging parent, it's usually not something that's something to celebrate. It's usually bad news, so no one likes to talk about it. No one likes to share that advice. And that's what our group is able to do is, is share what we've been through, give advice. And it's, usually it's not perfect advice because, again, everyone has a different relationship and different medical condition, conditions, different personalities. But you have something to go on and something mm-hmm. to build off of, mm-hmm. and you don't feel so alone. And that's what so many people feel like, I think, when they're going through this is they feel so alone. And this just gives them a place to say, okay, this is a safe place where I know other people get it whether they know the exact circumstance, but they're going to be, they're, they're, they're happy to listen and happy to be uh, part of a conversation, if you will, versus, you know, a friend that you haven't seen in a while and, and you don't know if you should bring that up or not, you know, because you just feel like that might not be something that they want to talk about. Well, I have to say, uh, your work is so important. I wish you would have been around 25 years ago for me. Uh, so please tell our listeners how they can find you online, join your Facebook, Facebook group, and become part of that all-important conversation. The easiest place to go is just straight to our website, parentingagingparents.com. That's where we have 50-plus interviews on all different topics, as you mentioned, to be able to just sort of help educate yourself. And on the homepage, there's also a button that leads right to join the community, which takes you right to the Facebook group so that you can join. Oh, that is just so great. And before we have to close, do you, either or both of you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave about parenting aging parents or for the aging parents or, or whatever? Uh, yeah, one thing that I've learned uh, going through this, and, and someone one said it to me a few months ago, as I'm dealing with my mom, the last time I saw my mom, she didn't know who I was, and she asked who I was, asked oh. if I was her brother, and said, why are you here? And And it's so important for us to, instead of being upset about what is missing, be happy about what's still there and try to keep that attitude and that'll keep you afloat. 
Wow, Mike, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I just think what a wonderful thought. And I, I, I for all, you know, sh- thank you for sharing what you personally are dealing with because a lot of us, you know, are going to have that same challenge. And that is really, you know, helpful and inspiring to us. So, both of you, I can't thank you enough. Like I said, I wish you were just 25 years old or so you would have done this for me. <laughs> it's, uh, but really, your time, your thoughts, and your information about this vitally and top. Uh, important topic. I really appreciate it. We are so thrilled to be able to share it with you. Thank you for letting us. Thank you. Well, and I urge each of you listeners out there to find out more about the work that Kim and Mike are doing and the support that they can provide. Again, Parenting Aging Parents, go there. You can find out more, see these wonderful videos, and join the Facebook group, too, because caregiving aging parents is one of the most stressful aspects of life, and getting the help you need can make a real difference in in the lives of you and your loved ones. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.